Hey guys, this is Dr. Jasmine Bookert, also known as Dr. Jazz. Do you want to feel empowered and more knowledgeable about your medical care? On the breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis, I give you real talk information about common medical issues. Check in with me to have an amazing and fun experience while learning more about your health. Join me now. Welcome to The Breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis. Dr. Jasmine Booker is a board-certified emergency medicine physician with over 10 years of experience, and she's here to tackle the questions you have regarding your health and wellness. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only. All healthcare decisions must be made by you with your doctor. Now you're checked in. The Breakdown starts now. Dr. Jazz here, host of The Breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis. So I'm excited to be embarking on season two of The Breakdown. Um, If you have not listened to an episode before, The Breakdown basically takes a medical topic or a diagnosis and we start from top to bottom. So we discuss signs, symptoms, workup, evaluations, um, treatment, anything that we can provide information on. And sometimes we just talk about a general topic. So I hope that you will um, become a regular follower. Check out season uh, one if you want to kind of see what we talked about in the first season. My first trailer for season one gives you a lot of background information about me and my family and my uh, medical practice. I am a board certified emergency medicine physician, but you can listen to that trailer and find out a lot about me. But I am excited today because this is going to be my first episode of season two. And I am welcoming Dr. Eva Boldridge, who is a prostodontist. Um, She is here in, uh, well, I'm from Houston, Texas, and she is also (laughs) located in Houston, Texas. I know uh, Dr. Boldridge from our sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So she graciously uh, accepted my invitation to be on the breakdown. So thank you for joining me, Dr. Boldridge. Thank you for having me, Doc. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I want to give you first the opportunity to discuss your practice. I know you're not a general dentist, but um, I know you still have, you know, that knowledge as well. Uh, but just give us some, some information about your personal practice. Okay, so I'm a prosthodontist and a maxillofacial prosthodontist. So um, I did additional three years of training after dental school to treat patients with advanced dental needs, um, dentures, partials full mouth rehabilitation, smile makeovers, and patients with congenital um, missing teeth and stuff like that. Um, After my three-year training, I did a subspecialty training um, here at MD Anderson, where I did dental oncology and maxillofacial prosthodontics. And that's where you treat patients who have lost an eye, nose, or ear to cancer Mm. or to trauma, um, jaw reconstruction, and uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. So uh, I spend a lot of time working with patients who have really advanced dental needs um, and patients who may have uh, congenitally missing teeth and congenital diseases. Um, I've been in the Houston area for, I guess, about almost 18 years now. My practice is uh, only for prosthodontics and maxillofacial prosthodontics. And um, I'm not a surgical prosthodontist. I took the option to not do surgery, but I work with many surgeons in the city of Houston. And 
in most of my patient surgeries, I come to their surgery. So I really have a teamwork approach with the surgeons that I work with to make sure my patients get the best care possible. Um, I do see pediatric patients at times um, when they get referred to me. And, um, but most of my patients are usually 20s on up to 100. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I enjoy what I do. And a lot of it is, uh, believe it or not, detective work. Most Mm. of my patients um, have a lot of medical issues. Sometimes they're not diagnosed. Sometimes they weren't keeping up with um, their medical health and it really affected their dental health. Um, And in some situations we have to educate them on the balance Mm -hmm. um, and what you have to do if a patient's on a lot of medications, you get dry mouth. And a lot of my patients say, well, I'm not gonna take my medications. And I'm like, no, 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 I want you to do that. You're just going to have to really take a little bit more time to take care of what you have and counterbalance the side effects. Um, Anxiety medications, um, uh, blood pressure medications, Mm -hmm. those are the biggest ones that give you dry mouth. Unfortunately, when patients feel that, they start drinking more and more and they're not drinking water. So then they start getting cavities faster and then a snowball effect. Yes, yes. So vicious vicious cycle there. It is a vicious cycle. Vicious, vicious. So basically, you are highly trained um, uh, in the prosthodontist and the maxillofacial. So we kind of, we don't want to see you, but if we need you. Yes, yes. (laughs) You are somebody we want to see, but we don't want to see you because that means we have some details, some extensive dental problems. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Yeah, that's what I tell most people. You really don't want to see me, but if you do, I'm here for you. You're the one for them. (laughs) I got you. So let me just add a couple of things. I forgot to give a little bit uh, more of your background. So you did undergrad at Butler University, correct? And then Mm -hmm. you trained um, at the Medical College of South Carolina. That's yes. your, well, that's where you did your, your, your training for dentistry, correct? Your general yes. kind of training. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then did your post-grad. You went to also the University of uh, Alabama in Birmingham to do some post-graduate yep. training. So we want to shout out to all the places you got yes. your education. We want to we yes. rep them. So I have to make sure I give that, that shout out. Well, that sounds very interesting. Um, you know, I have a, a few friends that I met um, uh, when I was at med school at Howard who were in the, the dental school. And a few of them specialized, but... Um, yeah, I'm always kind of amazed. Like you kind of, when you think about going to dental school, you're just like, okay, they're going to clean teeth, fix a few cavities, you know, do that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, dentistry is very, uh, can be very extensive and complicated. Yeah, um, actually, actually, it's really funny that you say that because dentistry right now is going through a revolution. Mm. Um, we have, we have incorporated uh, digital CAD CAM technology to all aspects of dentistry. So we're no longer in, oh, I'm not in my office, only sometimes we're not taking molds like we used to. I use an intraoral scanner now to scan mouths and we're doing- I did have that done. And I was like, wait a minute, you're not doing the, they're like, no, no, no." no. I said, oh, y'all fancy, y'all are fancy. Oh yes, dentistry is really changing right now. So it's very exciting. Um, Dentistry is really a marriage of um, medicine with artistry, with a knowledge of, believe it or not, engineering. Mm. 
Mm. And I can can understand that. And um, also chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, and then now you throw in um, the digital CAD CAM technology. It's getting really exciting right now. Wow. Yeah. That does sound exciting. I'm like, y'all, y'all have it going on. You know, every every time I kind of think about it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should have went to dental school. (laughs) No, we need you right where you are. We need you. (laughs) Like, these dentists are doing it. They're doing it over here. And I was like, especially when I get my bill too. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, how many degrees you got behind your name? Because look, you're charging me like you got four or five behind here. Unfortunately, I have had, you know, I grind my teeth and, you know, I've had to have to have some dental work. So I'm like, man, it's getting a little pricey over here. But you know what? You got to pay to keep your teeth healthy. So I'm all and, for and, it. And your teeth you look good, to- girl. You look good. You keep I'm, like, them pretty. I'm like, right now, I still got all my original teeth. So I'm trying to keep it that way, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go into a couple of questions or topics that I kind of wanted to bring to you. So um, one of them is, you know, uh, in emergency medicine, of course, I see the patients that, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I work night. So I see the patient who's having, you know, dental pain and they can't make it to the morning or they can't get into their dentist. Um, And so, you know, I just kind of treat the basic and I'm like, you got to get into your dentist. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, I see a lot of patients that are having um, dental pain with very poor dentition. Um, you know, I can see the issue. I may not be able to diagnose everything that's going on, but I'm like, you have a lot of issues going on with your teeth. I'm like, are you doing regular checkups? And anyway, you know, in the short time that I see them, I'm trying to convey to them how, you know, your dental health and your overall health, you know, intertwine. They're, they're, they, they work together. So it's important for you to go see your your dentist on a regular basis. So talk to, talk to us a little bit about that. Like how does your dental health play a role in your overall health? Well, um, like I said before, dentistry is so intricately related to medicine. Um, everyone's body, you already have your genetics, your makeup. Um, so that's inherent in you. Um, if you are inherently um, have a diabetes, um, that's going to affect how your mouth uh, handles what's, what, what you do every day. Mm-hmm. So we have patients who have underlying um, genetic um, diseases that are passed down. Um, and in that situation, you have to be educated on what you need to do to protect what you have. If you're not going to your dentist, you're just letting things compound, compound, compound. Uh, Patients who have periodontal disease, I know a lot of people don't like um, paying for the deep cleaning. They're Mm -hmm. like, I would just want to have a regular cleaning. The problem is, is that you, if you don't keep getting those deep cleanings, you may eventually lose those teeth. Periodontal disease is basically where the bone just goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the bone is being attacked by a bacteria. And if you don't remove that bacteria, you will just slowly lose more and more bone. Uh, the other thing is smoking. Um, smoking, as you know, affects it, the body and the lungs and everything, but it affects your mouth. Mm-hmm. Think about the high temperatures that you're putting your oral mucosa is exposed to and everything that you're breathing in your lungs you're actually touching your mucosa and your tissue in your mouth. And you've got blood supply there as well. 
So you, whatever you're doing to the lungs, you're probably doing even in a higher amount to your mouth because that's the entry point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, medicine. Uh, like I said before, certain medicines, medicines are always going to be a good and a bad. No mm -hmm. matter what, there's usually a payoff between the two. Going to your dental provider regularly and please update the medical history. This is why we ask is we want to know what medications you were on because some of these medications have side effects that cause dry mouth, which is one of the biggest things. And when you have dry mouth, you get cavities faster. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are um, feeling that you're drinking more, but you're not drinking water, you're drinking more soda or juice. whatever has a lot of juice. <laughs> oh, don't, even don't even get me started on fruit juice. Um, you're going to get cavities faster and you're going to say, why didn't my dentist tell me this? Or why didn't someone tell me this? Well, um, they can only tell you based on what you communicate with them. Exactly. So I'm a big advocate of you have to go to your dentist because number one, your body changes, you change over life. Number two, medications, just like your medical doctor, we need to know what you are taking in your mouth because that can affect what we do. And there are times that I even have to call the medical doctors to find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like number three, what are your habits? What are you doing? Are you smoking? Um, we all know smoking is bad. The biggest thing I'm starting to notice now is everyone's smoking hookahs. Oh, yeah. And People are like hookahs. It's not, you know, it's not as bad. The problem is, is that the research from hookahs, um, the original hookahs from the Middle East, um, that's a different kind of hookah than what everyone's doing socially right now. Right. So it's going to take years for us to figure out what's going on. What I'm seeing clinically, though, is that people's tissue is starting to kind of get really flimsy oh. and um, flabby. And so it will take time for us to learn. The other thing is, is what people smoked um, traditionally with hookahs is not the same consistency and makeup of what we're smoking here in the United States. We don't know. What's, we don't know what's in these. <laughs> we don't know what's in that. And, um, you know, and I'm, honestly, I'm going to, when you, when people are out and using it socially, sometimes they're drinking alcohol. You also have to remember to change your mouthpiece. Cause mm. if you don't, whatever diseases they may have on their lips or in their mouth can be transferred to you. This is why I can't participate because I'm one of those people. I don't like to drink hardly behind anybody. Right. Yes. I, like my husband, my kid, I don't drink hardly behind <laughs> anybody. Right. Every now and then I may take a sip behind my husband, but definitely not my kids. My kids are little. I'm like, it's no telling what is in your cup. But yes, I'm just one of those people. I never like to share drinks. I don't want to drink behind you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. So that whole concept to me is like, nah, I'm good. I can't, I can't participate in that. But yeah, people don't realize. It's, it's happening. Like, oh yeah. yeah it's, oh, it's, oh, it's very, it's very, I mean, it's, it's yes. common. I mean, this is what folks want to do. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll catch y'all. Where y'all going to next? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to, to afterwards? <laughs> well, another thing that, um, um, that I want to mention is uh, the other thing that people don't really realize that a lot of dentists are really getting into is the idea of teeth grinding. Because um, with COVID, the amount of teeth that are being fractured and extracted has gone through the roof because everyone's oh, stressed. Wow. So um, night guards, I know people think that, oh, they're not 
sexy. They're they're embarrassing. But you know what? It's more of a protective mechanism until we can truly figure out how to stop it. Um, With the pandemic, people are grinding like crazy, even myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last thing I was going to mention is sleep apnea. Mm, Um, That's a big one. People, yeah. There are, you know, the CPAPs are still the golden standard, but dentists can make you oral appliances if you are not as extreme or if you cannot tolerate a CPAP. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is going through different phases in your life and different things that are going on. Even when someone's going through a pregnancy, you know, their gums get a little inflamed. Um, Sometimes you can, um, you have to really make sure you watch a patient, but you can some things can be seen just normally coming to your dentist. When they don't see you regularly, they can't help you. So we're there to help. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they want to help you. You're friendly dentist. Well, you brought up some really good things. Um, The medicines, just the part that I, you know, speaks to me is know your medicines, bring your list with you. Um, yes. You know, because the same thing, you know, patients come to the ER and they're like, you know, it's that little yellow pill. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not a pharmacist. I don't know what that what that is. No, I don't. I need you to have a list. I need you to know your doses. We need yes. all that information. Know all your medical, you know, um, diagnosis, you know, like, what do you have? Because you'll say, ask, do you have any medical problems? No. Are you taking any medicines? And then you list off eight meds. Well, yes, you do have some medical have medicine. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, that, that, it is yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes patients don't want to admit certain things that they have. And uh, I'd like to really endorse that even with the dentist, um, it's very important that you relate your history. Um, I have some patients that don't want to acknowledge that they're taking medications for their mental health. Mm, This is not mm -hmm. a time to be shamed or embarrassed. Um, I've also had patients, I think because they felt a candor with me, they were like, I did have a history of drug abuse, um, but I'm in recovery now. And I've even had some that says I'm still struggling. All of those things are really important for us uh, with prescribing things and making sure we're giving you a plan to help protect what you have. So um, I I, really being honest with your dental provider, just like you should be with your medical provider, um, because all of those things affect your dental health in some way or another. Yes. And that's, that's an important point. I mean, you know, your clinicians, your doctors, your dentists, whoever you're seeing, you know, th- this is a, a no judgment zone, you know, when yeah. you're discussing with us, we, we just want to know so that we can treat you appropriately, make sure there's no interactions. We need to know the whole history, but there's no judgment. So um, no judgment. That, that goes for everybody. We've seen lots of things. You're not going to shock us. We're not mm-hmm. going to treat you any differently. We just nope. want to know t- for safety reasons and to help us with your treatment plan. Um, the other thing is you like, you know, I, I grind my teeth. Um, and have for years pre-COVID. Um, and I wear I wear my night guard. And I will say that I do feel like it makes a big difference because when I don't, when I get kind of lazy, mine, I'm not worried about being cute in, the, in, in bed. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, but sometimes you just, you know, you, you just get tired. You're like, I'm just getting into bed. You know, I'm like, oh, I didn't put it in. I'm going to sleep. But I can tell a difference, especially if mm-hmm. I do that, um, you know, multiple days in a row, my, I have some jaw pain. I feel yep. like my muscles are tight. Um, so it definitely, definitely makes a difference. So if you grind or, you know, you have that issue, 
talk to your dentist, get fitted, whatever their plan is for you, whatever they think you need. Um, but don't just continue to do it because I have had to get a couple of crowns and whatnot because they're like, <laughs> you are grinding your teeth to nothing over here. <laughs> they're like, are you stressed? I was like, you know what I do for work? Yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> Like I'm a woman in in 2022. Yes, a woman in 2022. Kids, look, yes, I'm stressed. Yes. But it's, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. And but you I look think, good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but I find it interesting though about the uh, sleep apnea. So that's good to know that your dentist can kind of play a role because I know a lot of patients. Um, you know, of course, that's one of the things that people fail to mention a lot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they might doze off in the ER. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are your O2, your O2 sets are 89% over here? Like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, yeah, I have sleep apnea. I'm like, do you use your machine? No, I can't. I can't tolerate it. You know, I'm too uncomfortable. So that's good, you know, to kind of discuss. Know that there's options to discuss with your dentist, too, that, you know, maybe there can be an alternative um, to that if you're not able to... Um, tolerate your your CPAP because that's that's rampant too like everybody look everybody got a CPAP <laughs> these days yes, lots yes. of sleep apnea um, going on so and that's something else you know make sure that you kind of get yourself checked out um another question since you talked about patients and um you kind of mentioned like anxiety medications but mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about because like this is my own personal <laughs> my own personal issue um anxiety uh, going to the dentist. So like I mentioned to you before, I did not have this anxiety. I'm not sure where it has crept up from, but in the last three to four years, I truly have anxiety about the dentist. Like I get kind of worked up, you know, like day before I'm like, Oh my gosh, that day when I have to go away, I usually try to schedule my appointments in the morning. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. getting a little, getting a little nervous, feel a little palpitations when I get in the chair <laughs> They're like, your blood pressure is high. <laughs> like, yes, I know. Um, and my dentist is aware, you know, so she kind of knows and they, they work with me. And like I said, for me, it's more if I have to have a procedure, something done. Um, so how do you guys work with, because I know this is very common. And I think this is a, a big reason why people do not go get their general, you know, checkups with their dentist because they have anxiety. So how do you in your practice, how do you work with your patients that have, you know, anxiety? Well, um, for me, um, I, I have quite a few patients that come with anxiety. Like I said before, I had one patient um, that she would just like, ah, if I even mm-hmm. got close to her in the chair. And I think one of the things is um, most of the people fear the unknown and they don't really understand what's going on. They hear the drill and they freak out, whatever um, mm-hmm. that drill, that drill sound, I, I, I admit it sounds crazy. Um, but I find that most of the time you, if you approach the patient as just letting them know what you're going to be doing, sometimes you have to give a little bit more time for that appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of step them through, say, okay, this is what we're going to do first. And these are the options of what I think I'm going to do. I'll let you know once we get there. And I I do it step by step. And I really have them kind of involved in hearing what's going on. If I do it like that, and that's even with the pediatric uh, patients Mm -hmm. that I've had, um, they just seem more um, informed. I think a lot of the situation is you're just fear. So if you know you're going to get an update, um, you're just kind of like listening 
you cooperate. The suction does freak people out sometimes because yes. if the suction grabs your, your cheek, you're like, you know, it takes you out of that zone. Um, but uh, I find that just talking patients through, um, you do use the softer voice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that usually helps in most situations. Uh, there are some doctors that do prescribe, you know, some anti-anxiety medications right before. Right. Um, I don't, um, mostly I think because most of my, I've never really had a patient that I haven't been able to do it without. Mm-hmm. And with all my patients' complications already that they have, I'm more of an approach that let's try to just take it more time right. and just right. kind of really focus on them. And that also made also come in from, like I said, information, just knowing what's going on. And I think you just get this form of trust after a while. Um, and that's what I really work towards in my practice is letting the patient know that I'm there for them. I'm looking for their best interest and I want them to feel comfortable and relaxed. Yes. So, um, that that's how I approach it. And so far I need to find some wood. <laughs> right. So far so good. Um, <sighs> not that I haven't had challenges, but, um, that's just how I've kind of approached, uh, things in my practice. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, um, kind of the general approach. I think most people try to take initially, of course, there's some people who are very extreme who may yeah. require some, you know, medication. Um, I have to get yeah. a shout out to Dr. Uh, Berto, who uh, yes. is, who has done my two of my root canals because look, he is, he is very patient with me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling him, I'm like, Dr. Berto, I'm really not crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not well, he, crazy. He, he but... sees my patients too. So oh, he is okay. wonderful. Yeah. Yes, he is wonderful. He has a lot of patience with me because I'm like, okay, I need like a little, I need a couple of minutes. I need a break. <laughs> So I know when he sees my name, I'm sure he books, he, he puts a little extra time little on extra that appointment. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, here comes, here comes Jasmine Booker. And he's like, yeah, we need a, we need a little extra time on her because she's going to need a, she's going to need about two breaks. <laughs> she needs extra suctioning, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, no. And, I, and I'm like, I feel, I feel it in the back of my throat. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that is so me. I'm like. You know, I mean, I'm like, I know the physiology. I know, like, I'm not really choking. Like, I can't swallow, but I'm totally freaked out about it. Like, totally. There is, I think sometimes even, even with us as healthcare professionals, even though we know mentally, right? even then, you know, we we hate to admit this, we're still human. Yes. Yeah. And give yourself grace. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't know why. I'm not sure why this, you know, developed, but Hey, this is what, this is what it is right now. So y'all just have to work with me. <laughs> I just have well, to let him. Well, he's still seeing you. So that's yes, good. Yes. He hasn't, he hasn't kicked me out. <laughs> um, let's talk about, I know you don't see a lot of pediatrics, but um, you know, patients just, you know, of course they're here for in the ER, maybe for something else. And it's kind of, by the way, when should, you know, I take my, you know, my child to the dentist? Because, you know, a lot of people are like, what are they going to do? You know, they're a year old. I mean, are we really doing anything? Is it that important to um, start those checkups then? So what do you say to that? When is, 
when is the best or when should you? I, I, I know the answer, but I just want to put it out there for our <laughs> listeners. Um, when should parents take their child to their first little dental appointment? I'd probably say as soon as possible. But um, <laughs> when you start to see those little teeth coming through, um, that's a good time to do just a little introduction appointment. Mm -hmm. It's not really going to be them being treated. It's just them seeing and being familiar in like a dental office. And a lot of the time, the doctors are just really going to be showing them the different things that they use, mm -hmm. you know, the, and the suction. I, I don't know the names they use. Um, uh, and just having them realize having someone work in their mouth. Mm -hmm. When you start conditioning earlier, you desensitize the fear stigma fear. that a lot of children get. And a lot of the children sometimes even get it from their parents. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's an appointment for the parents and for the kids right. to be able to understand that this is someone and this is an office. It's not scary. Uh, most offices that see children have a very nice children friendly um, environment. And uh, it's just kind of taking that stigma of fear mm -hmm. out. Kind so of acclimating getting, them too. Yeah, it's acclimating them. Mm -hmm. So they're not really going to get treatment that first time around. It's really just, and people are like, well, I don't want to pay for that. Right. Well, um, <laughs> it's going to help you pay for less in the long it, run. <laughs> it, will, it will be, it's, it's going to help you more in the future, believe mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Because the more patients have with dental fears, the more likelihood that they're going to have dental problems. And if you are helping your children by exposing them to a caring dental professional and their team early, um, they're going to be more open to going. Uh, yeah, I, I have to admit, I don't even see my own kids. I, I send them to another dentist um, uh, because, you know, I want them to associate it with someone else and not mom. Exactly. Some people I know can treat their own kids and all power to them. Right. Um, but uh, I, I'd rather them have the experience and, and be okay. And I also say, don't make me look bad when you're in there. Oh, no, that's true, too. <laughs> now, I say that all the time. I, you know, I... I feel you when you say like, oh, I don't want to see my own kids. I mean, of course, you know, I'm a little bit different. Of course, I'm not taking my kid in for every little cough, cold, you know, a little something like, no, you're fine. You're good. Um, but, you know, like my, I think she was six at the time. She somehow uh, did some little freak accident in the house and had blood coming all out her ear and had a, a laceration in her ear. And everybody's okay. like, oh, you didn't, you know, just take care of me. I was like, no, you know, sometimes you have to be the mom. Yeah, you gotta um, and, be the mom. and I knew my child. I'm like, this is yeah. the child that she's going to need me to be the mom and not yeah. the practitioner because she freaks out with anything, you know, especially her own blood. Um, <laughs> but I did tell her, I was like, now look, we're going to see, you know, my friend, Dr. So-and-so now we can't, we cannot act up in here. <laughs> like you got to keep it together a little bit. Don't, don't have her thinking I got these crazy children. Oh, no, she did, she did a good job. But yeah, you have to prep them like now, you know, my reputation is on the line. Yeah, don't make me look bad. <laughs> right, don't make me look bad. But yeah, yeah. sometimes you, have, you just have to be, have to be the mom. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And that's what I usually tell patients is, you know, when you start seeing those teeth come in, take them in, you know, just let them check out. It's kind of the same thing, you know, when you bring your kid to the, I mean, in the early stages, you do have a lot of 
immunizations and stuff that your pediatricians do. But I'm like, you know, sometimes you're just going in and you're just doing your checkup. They just want to see how you're doing. You know, there's nothing wrong. You don't need your immunizations, but they want to see how you're doing. So it's the same thing with your teeth. Um, Just want to make sure that everything is going in the right direction, answer questions that, you know, parents may have, all those good things. So I just wanted to put it out there officially because I don't think people believe me when I say it sometimes. They're like, nah. I'm not taking this yeah. this little person in and paying for that bill. <laughs> well, and you know, another thing is, is that um, as they get older, you know, sometimes uh, parents are like, no, I don't want them to have all these x-rays mm. and dentistry, the x-rays, the exposure is just so minimal now with our mm-hmm. technology. It's not really an exposure risk, but uh, getting that full x-ray, the panoramic mm-hmm. uh, at certain stages can really tell you if certain teeth are going to be there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, those, if your dental provider is recommending them, you know, please, please listen right. <laughs> because um you can actually at a certain age start to see what's coming in and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you probably have to kind of mentally kind of prepare yourself to what you're going to do to help the children that are missing teeth. And that's where I see some of those children mm. is where they're missing a tooth and we have to save a space until they become an adult to do a final restoration. We do temporary things mm. because the children's face continue to grow down and forward Girls stop around 16, 17. Boys don't stop until they're 20, 21. Oh, okay. So um, long, a lot of kids who are missing teeth, we have to put little fake ones there. And they have to keep getting it changed every few years because they're still growing. They're growing. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And I think it's a good point that you mentioned about the x-rays because definitely folks are very, you know, cognizant of radiation exposure. They want to know, you know, I deal with a lot of those same questions. Do we really need to do this imaging? What's the exposure? Um, so it's good to know that, you know, the exposure is, is um, you know, lower um, in the dental x-rays. And I think that would make parents feel a little bit more comfortable because everybody is very, you know, concerned about the radiation yeah. exposure. So that's a good, a good point to put out there. Um, so I want to get Dr. Eva's, Dr. Bolger's um, tips for healthy teeth. Like what, you know, everybody wants to know, like, how can I keep my teeth healthy? How can I prevent some of these issues? Um, and, and, you know, we just kind of, we're looking online, we're looking at Google, we're reading the, the tips in the little magazines, but we want to mm-hmm. hear it from the, the experts. So what are some of your tips? <laughs> that you tell, you know, your patients or friends and family, like, how do you keep your teeth healthy and prevent some of these, you know, problems later on down the road? Well, uh, the first thing is you make sure you keep up with your appointments with your dental provider. Um, Those recall, just getting those periodical cleanings is very important. Even myself, I get tartar. Uh, I will admit it. Um, (laughs) I hear and I need to, and I can even feel it. Mm. So I know when I need a cleaning. Uh, so do your regular cleanings with your dental provider. Uh, number two, brush your teeth and not once a day. Mm-hmm. It has to be at least two or three times a day, especially in the morning and right before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is nice. I, I, 
I stopped for a second, but I'm gonna put it back on. Every three months, you have to change out your toothbrush. Mm, that's uh, the a good tip. Yeah, your toothbrush only lasts three months. Uh, side note to that is for regular teeth, you should only be using soft toothbrushes. Mm. The medium and hard are actually for dentures and partials. They're I not love, for. I love the medium though. I do. I I, I get the soft, but I sometimes sneak in that medium. <laughs> I feel like the soft, I feel like my teeth are not clean. Okay, I'm going to go back to the soft. Well, I, now I know I do have the soft of the, <laughs> of, the, of the type of toothbrush that I have. I know that it is soft, but like if I just go buy me like a little regular one, I, I'm like searching. I'm searching deep for that medium one. They don't even have that many out there. I guess y'all y'all might have told Walmart. We're trying stores, to end it. Right, y'all We're must have told because look, I have to search <laughs> deep to try to find a medium <laughs> That's, yes. a good tip. That's a good tip. I, I do know better. I'm just a bad patient. That's all. Well, all, I've, I've heard a quote about doctors being <laughs> questionable patients. So right, I'm not right. going to say nothing. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, change your toothbrush every three months. And if you've had a cold or mm-hmm. um, a virus, you need to throw out that toothbrush and get a new one because That's guess what? It lives, With COVID. it lives on the bristles. It yes. stays there and you're just reinfecting. Nope, just putting it so, right back in your mouth. Yes. So you have to change those out. Um, the other thing is very typical things. Um, smoking is not good for you. Plain and simple. Um, I, I only advocate for vaping for people who are trying to do smoking cessation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, teenagers and the vaping oh. epidemic we are going to see problems in that in the future what it is we don't know yet that's but there are the gonna, we don't yeah, know what's going be, on with vaping we don't know um i do a lot of oral cancer um screenings i do it at health fairs um, I am trained uh, to deal with patients with oral cancer and the rehabilitation afterwards. And that's probably one of my biggest concerns. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would recommend not vaping unless you were trying to get off of smoking. I am not an advocate of the young teenagers who are not even fully developed um, to be vaping. Um, so I'm going to throw that one in. And there. oral cancer can is can exactly. be devastating, devastating. Yes. Yes. So I, as a maxillofacial prosthodontist, deal with patients who lose part of their jaw to cancer. So they literally Mm -hmm. have their jaw removed from here to here. And then a graft is taken from their leg or their arm to reconstruct their jaw. And then I make the teeth that go on top. So you do not want to have to lose part of your jaw or your tongue. Right. uh, Because I do palatal augmentation prosthesis for Mm. patients who have lost part of their tongues. Um, so we don't want that. Um, let's see, drink water. That's a really big thing, especially here in the South, um, uh, because we get, we have a lot of hot weather and then we have a lot of air conditioning and the air conditioning, I think sometimes tricks us into thinking we're not dehydrated and we mm-hmm. are in the winter. You really need to stay hydrated as well. I see a lot of senior citizens and a lot of they're already taking a lot of medications that have them doing dry mouth, but if they're if they're also dehydrated, their their cavities go through the roof. Gotcha. So um, making sure that you're hydrated is not just good for you physically; it can help your body protect itself from getting cavities. Um, 
fruit juice and <laughs> sodas. I have a YouTube video about the sipping syndrome. Um, mm. Patients love to drink soda, the big gulp, or they're like, oh, I'm drinking fruit juice. Is that good for me? No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's not. Um, every time you drink, you are feeding the bacteria in your mouth. And just like us, if we intake something, our excretions, the bacteria have acid. And yes. the acid causes cavities. So drinking a whole bunch of sodas and fruit juice will let you have cavities. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Here's another thing. Uh, everyone's getting on these uh, different kind of toothpastes that are coming out. Yes. Um, the charcoal, that's really big right now to take off the staining of your teeth. Uh, I'm not an advocate because if you go get your cleaning, you get the same thing mm. um, and you would get it better. My only concern with some of the charcoals is we don't know the particle sizes right. and some of this charcoal can be so abrasive that it could be scratching your enamel um, in and we just don't know. Don't there know. is no, there's no regulation for charcoal filter right. uh, um, particle sizes. Um, I am of still an advocate of fluoride, although I know some in the dental field is not. Um, but that's because I deal with patients who have a lot of tooth decay. Mm -hmm. And so far, uh, fluoride still works. Um, but I do know that there are side effects if you're chronically ingesting. Mm -hmm. So when I say fluoride, I mean, just in the mouth and you're spitting out, you're right. not swallowing. Don't swallow it. Don't swallow it. Don't swallow it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the, the, the whiteners? Like, I mean, are those good? Are those bad? Like, let's say like the crest white strips and no, things like those, that. Well, I mean, you do, know, they, do they really do anything? I mean, they can. It, and mm. that's one thing that patients need to realize um, that uh, uh, that is definitely a, I'm not the biggest advocate for having teeth perfectly white. You mm. know, I think we're one of the only countries that worries that about that this, <laughs> crazy obsession um, with it. But, you know, as African-Americans, we actually have more of a yellow undertone to mm -hmm. our teeth. Mm -hmm. So having bright white teeth, and most of us have a little bit of um, um, pigmentation in our tissue, you don't need to have bright, bright white right. for it to stand out against your skin. Your skin tone. And your mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I've seen patients who have possibly gone to other countries and gotten those really, really bright, some of them aren't very happy because it just looks so false. Mm. Um the whiteners that we have over the, you know, they have over the counters, um, those things can do, they can do a little bump. Mm -hmm. The stronger ones are the ones you can get at your dental office where they have like the zoom, I right. use that product name, but they have like one hour whitening. Mm -hmm. um, those, those are a little bit more intense. And if you have sensitive teeth, you have to let your dentist know so that they can help you not have as much sensitivity. That is a side effect sometimes oh. of some of those whiteners. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't take a full hour, um, but I grind my teeth. Oh, so I did, not, I did not know that. I've never done any um, yeah. like whitening, you know, like professional yeah. whitening. 
I mean, I buy the yeah. toothpaste that says it's whitening, but I'm like, I don't know if it's really doing anything, but I'm, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all it, most of the time they have like particles that's just doing a, a, a mechanical removal mm. of debris that is on your teeth. And that will be a little bit of a brightening. Um, but I'm not opposed to it mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of times um, that helps with a patient's self-esteem. Yes. And um, gets them more active in their dental and overall health. So um, as long as it's helping them to feel more confident and want to take care of themselves more, mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Um, but those whiteners, there's there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, some patients, um, when you do it, <laughs> so, well, when you do it and you bu- get bumped up, you have to understand you have to maintain that. Oh, yes. So mm-hmm. you can't you have to watch your coffee and your tea and red wine, you know, through a straw, because otherwise you're bathing um, your teeth with those same things that cause it to be stained. Coffee, red wine and tea all have things that can darken the teeth back mm-hmm. down again. Yeah, no, those are good. Those are good points. Yeah, definitely. If you if you get your teeth whitened, you don't want to you don't want to yeah. waste it and then go back yeah. and put the stain. It just right depends on, on how much money. It just depends on how much money you're willing to spend to keep it up. If you're right. still doing things to bring it down. Right. No, that's that's an important point. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this is I, look. It's been educational for me. So. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy that you um, joined me today on the breakdown. Um, I do want to give you an opportunity to put your information out there. So, you know, let people know where they can come see you, your social media, whatever way you feel comfortable um, with people contacting or, or following you. So go ahead and give your little, your, your self shout out. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I have my, uh, hold on. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. You got to point the other there way. <laughs> Okay. I have two Instagrams. Houston Pross is my main one. And then Denture Diva is my other one. So that's where I really talk about dentures. I really love doing digital dentures, two-day dentures now where they're 3D milled or printed and they fit wonderfully. Um, So I do that. Um, And my, I'm in the Galleria area and uh, near San Felipe and Boss. Uh, My website is www.drevab.com dot com so yes Ooh, well, look, follow uh, I, I like to give educational information at least once a week okay. um and so I give little tidbits and I always remind my friends when to change their toothbrush I put a little thing <laughs> just change your toothbrush <laughs> that is important why yeah people do not change their toothbrush and mm-hmm. they do forget you know if you've been sick or had some kind of illness change that toothbrush you don't yes. want to use that same toothbrush. I had to do that with, I was like, wait a minute, did y'all with my kids? I was like, did y'all change your tooth? I was like, no, I know you didn't because you're not even <laughs> thinking about that. Let me, let me here, here's a new toothbrush. Cause I'm like, no, we can't use the same one. But yes, no, you gave some great um, points. Um, very educational. So I appreciate you being um, on here. Uh, we may have to have you come back and give some some more information. I'm like, oh, this, yeah, I'm here well, you know, I you. have I have a lot of listeners. Like one of their big, you know, topics was wanting to know more. Like have a dentist on dental health. You know, everybody wants, like you say, teeth are. Uh, I don't know if they care so much about their dental health, but they want their teeth to remain. You know, teeth is a big yes. part of your 
physical appearance and um, affects, like you said, self-esteem. So a lot of patients are concerned about, you know, they don't want to lose teeth. They don't want to look crazy. <laughs> they do want the white teeth. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I think those are, um, this is a, an important topic um, for, for a lot of people. So for my listeners, um, thank you for joining us. I hope that it was educational for you. I know that it was, it was educational for me. So um, this is, like I said, this is just the jump start of season two. Uh, I'm very excited, plan on having a lot of different guests. Um, there will be a little variation on the format. I will do uh, more episodes um, this time around with just me. So if you like me, you'll be happy about it. <laughs> but uh, we're, like I said, we discuss medical issues. We're gonna you know, delve a little bit more into mental health. We're gonna talk about wellness, um, just everything related to medicine. So you can follow The Breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis on Facebook and Instagram at The Breakdown. You can also follow my telemedicine company, Dr. Diagnosis, at Diagnose Me Now on Twitter, Facebook, and IG. And then if you just want to follow me, learn about my uh, you know, day-to-day, my family, see what else I have going on besides just um, medicine, you can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Period. Jazzy, J-A-Z-Z-Y-E-M. So I hope that you stay tuned, follow um, my, my pages, and you can also subscribe to all major platforms and you'll know when my episodes drop. Till next time, be safe and stay healthy. See you guys. <laughs>